In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Welcome to our new Thursday format, where we're going to try to bring in a big group to talk about mainly issues that aren't necessarily politics in quotes and things in pop culture, feminism, entertainment, whatever we feel like talking about. And uh, today seems like a good day to start. So it's surprisingly a huge, huge day for exactly huge that. day for, for women and women related issues, for sure. Yeah. But before we start, breaking headline of the day, Megan McCain has left The View. She will leave The View after this season, which made me think if The View approached the Betches up and said, you know what? We love y'all. We would love to welcome one of you onto our show. And it was up to us. Who do you guys think would be uh, the best the best option. Millie, what do you think? You're allowed to say yourself. Yeah, I thought you said Millie and I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. I nominate myself. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like any of us would be like, we all are budget winners today. No, I feel like all of us would bring um, different energy, but similar. I don't know. I feel like we all have pretty similar views that's different than what is um, currently existing. I feel like on the view right now, they have like center left and centrist is very over is very representative. And then with Megan McCain, she was representing the right. But mm-hmm. I have like very not nuanced opinions, but like anecdotal um, stories that influence my opinion on Megan McCain and and people right wing people with money who perform uh, blue collarness, but are actually mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole word, but yeah, I feel like Megan represents that. And we, any, but any of the betches would be any of the betches subs would be bringing in this new, fresh energy of people who've had to work for a living. (laughs) Elise, I think you would be great. Thank you. I do feel like I'm not interested in like fighting in the way that like, you yeah. kind of have to be willing to like fight on can like with As people. As I was on thinking camera. about this, I was thinking like Caitlin, Sammy, or I was thinking Sammy and Brian, just because I think Caitlin would flee the country if you asked her to host the view. <laughs> Sammy, I'm also not very argumentative, and I was thinking that you're not really either. But Sammy and Brian have a bit. More I, of that. Yeah, I was thinking that I felt I feel that in its current format, Sammy could thrive on the view. 
I was going to um, pick Sammy, frankly. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like, she's got, like, that great energy. She can keep pace. Like, mm-hmm. I actually think Sammy pace. would be excellent on uh, you. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And, like, well-informed. I, well can, informed. Fight mm-hmm. I can fight people. I'm just yeah. very amenable right now. See, this is... Uh, I, right. I've just done a good job of tamping down my, my brutal... brutal a uh, brass knuckle pit fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I would like to think the oh, same, oh. but <laughs> I'd love to see the the Millie Whoopi uh alliance or or not alliance. Well, I would just love to see you I guys interact. Like, be, like many like allies, you would uh, ally on on some shit and and fight on and rival another. I feel thing, like yeah. I went to see the view once or yeah, I think I I don't remember if this was but Sunny um, Sunny Hostin, mm-hmm. she had, um, you know, they're all just like hair, makeup to the nines, blah, blah, blah. I would love that. Yeah. And then Sunny had her hair in a high ponytail with a beret that said Ooh. Sunny in rhinestones. <laughs> and I was like, I would love that if it said Millie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rhinestones. And she's in her 50s. Like, so those are the benefits of the job for sure. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joy, Joy Behar is live is like who has a better life than that? She sits and says what she, whatever she wants. She's just like what the what what, and she lives a great life. I mean, we can talk about also what was going on with Megan McCain's hair this season. I mean, because was it, it just this your season? On it, let's go opinions because I have a strong one, but I want to hear everyone else's. I think that she was trying to be fun. And I think that she all, I think it started and she thought it looked really good and that she was trying to be fun. And then I think like her entire brand is built off of controversy and trending and stuff. So once it was like, she would go viral every time her hair looked insane on the view, she was like going to have her hair look insane every week. That's my thought. I personally don't hate the hair. (laughs) I personally think that the hair looks good and the, but but Megan McCain don't got the sauce for it and it's not appropriate daytime talk show hair it is it's fucking Brooklyn mood ring like, well, like yeah yeah it's like going to a Bushwick bar with your boyfriend's boyfriend um and then going to a DSA like that's what it was like and then Megan's like on there spewing conservative views with yeah like, she's appropriating liberal hairstyles and in some places it seemed just like straight up appropriating hairstyles. Well, yeah, I mean the thing is it was done well, like a professional did it. But absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it, it looked good. It just didn't work. It didn't look good. It didn't work for her. She couldn't pull it off. That it, that's what it all comes down to. You can you can do anything that you want with your hair with your style but if you don't have the the juice as it were like, yeah there there was there's nothing we were squeezing there was nothing it was it was not good yeah yeah you don't got the sauce you don't got the sauce no you don't got the vodka marinara alfredo she don't got none of that no she mm-hmm. just has like a little bit of mayo just like a, a little yeah squirt so for today's show we're gonna talk about this breaking Bill Cosby news from yesterday and pair that with the news that uh, Brittany was not able to find a success yet with her conservatorship. We will address the ridiculous Supreme Court ruling from this morning, I suppose next week, but I urge you to listen to Caitlin and I's episode from yesterday where um, 
we just reacted the way I think we would have, which is that uh, this very, very, very alarming. So we are all still reeling from the news yesterday that Bill Cosby has been released from prison after his conviction was overturned. Yesterday, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned Cosby's 2018 sexual assault conviction, and the 82-year-old was ordered released immediately, and he went home. So why did this happen? One of the survivors, Andrea Constance, sued Cosby civilly in around 2005. The prosecutor at the time, which we have since learned, was Bruce Castor, Donald Trump's second impeachment lawyer, (laughs) famously the most ridiculous. I believe this is the one that cried, though I could not find that clip. (laughs) He's back. He vowed uh, not to charge Cosby if he gave evidence in that civil suit. That evidence, that deposition ended up being quite damaging. I believe specifically Cosby sort of cop to the drugging. So yeah, pretty, pretty damaging. And in 2015, a different prosecutor, a different DA arrested Cosby based on some of that evidence. So the court said that the later DA who made the decision to arrest Cosby was actually obligated to stand by his predecessor's promise not to charge him, even if he gave incriminating information in Constance's earlier suit. So what's really troubling about this is that Andrea, I mean, everything, but especially to me that Andrea Constance says she and her lawyers didn't know about this at the time. I am not sure. I wasn't able to determine if she knew about it when she moved forward with the criminal case and if she knew that that was had the potential to result in him getting it overturned. But now Bill Cosby is cozy in his home after spending about two and a half years behind bars after being given a three to 10 year sentence. He was eligible for some sort of earlier release if he basically showed any remorse or took some sex offender trainings or just did anything to acknowledge that he had a problem and he was causing harm. And he never did that. So had this not happened, he was truly looking at a 10 year sentence. I did not know this was happening. I don't know how I missed that this was coming. <laughs> It really was shocking. Like the, there was nothing that was like, oh, by the way, there could be this ruling from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Like that wasn't like a thing that we were all alerted to. It just like happened. And then we were like, wait, what? Right. Because so, we all knew there was going to be something with the Trump org yesterday. And literally at the same time, at the same time, they they were released and everybody was was pretty confused. So it's no consolation, but it is important to stress that Cosby wasn't ordered to be released because the guilty verdict was overturned on its merits. That's not what happened. Mm. It was, I guess you can call it a technicality. When I say this, it made me feel like Olivia Benson in SVU when she's like begging a traumatized victim to testify. And they're like, no, it's not worth it. And you're like, it's like, no, Olivia, like tell her it's worth it. And now I'm like, Olivia, it's not fucking worth it. Victim alone. Leave this poor woman alone. Yeah, and I, right. I mean, here we look at Everhouse. So, I mean, I think it's even more frustrating and exposes just how weighted the system is against victims seeking any sort of justice or restitution. I have seen a lot of legal analysis that this was prosecutorial misconduct and that the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania had really no choice. I've also seen some people pretty unhappy with how that decision was written, too. And I am not a lawyer, so I, I don't know what the what the real sort of judgment is there. But I mean, when we'll talk about this, it, it does seem important that if you promise somebody something within a legal system that you can't go back on that. What is clear, of course, is that Cosby had the resources to fight this for years and years and years and was probably specifically successful on this route because of that. Millie, how did you feel when you saw this? It was just something that like, yeah, like you, y'all said, like it was shocking because it was just something that you didn't, you thought like it was all over or that you didn't have to think about anymore. And then it's disappointing to see how many people are 
like especially like black male figures in media are like celebrating you know even people that i really respect like timberland and like people I don't respect, like Lil Duval, and (laughs) you know, just like people who, yeah, just are celebrating this. And it's just like, it just really sucks. It doesn't suck to be a woman, but it's difficult. It's very difficult sometimes. Like the amount of just trauma and like shit that we have to endure just to exist and then like false justice and injustice it's just a lot and it can be overwhelming and then seeing people be celebrated and there's just so many amazing people out there that will never get like the celebration compensation or anything that they deserve and bill cosby has caused harm to so many people and um you know it just sucks and 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 then it's also like you know, on the abolitionist side of things, like, right. and also like a nuanced thing, because I do feel like morally, right, we should all step away from the, this punishment-based society that we have, but... It does feel weird. I mean, feel, to celebrate yeah. this old man getting to live out however much longer he has freely. Yeah. But it doesn't feel great to be like, throw his ass back to jail and let him run, you know? Yeah. I mean, because let's assume that the worst the worst punishment you got for a conviction like this was not um, imprisonment. Like it still would have been overturned. It seems like based on this. Yeah, the biggest for me, the the frustration is is the uh, the prosecutorial misconduct. But it just to me showed how, first of all, our carceral system is. Oh, completely fucked and we've all known that for a really long time but the fact that like it's not designed to adjudicate cases of sexual assault you know like it's not designed to bring justice to assault survivors or women like the entire system requiring I mean the 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 technical aspects the admission of guilt like all of that is true but he basically basically what they're saying is he he waived his fifth amendment rights to self-incrimination yeah and that was not supposed to be used against him in a criminal trial they got it for the civil trial because they thought they had no shot at a criminal trial right and then he was like oh yeah i did all these crimes they were like well we can prosecute you for that it's like well yeah but technically he has the right to not incriminate himself he wouldn't have said it if he thought he wasn't he was going to be prosecuted for it at the same time, that's really fun. <laughs> and also, I'm sure, I mean, like we said, Andrea Constant did not know about this at the time, but let's say she did. And it's like, it's 2005. This was before, I think before, at least, at least before 60 women had come forward. Like you're pursuing that and, and you never know what's going to happen with your accuser in 10 years. If suddenly a flood of people are going to come out and then there's like plenty of evidence, this person. I mean, I just had the inclination to be like, should be in prison forever, but I'm also trying to like, Millie has made me want to also challenge my abolitionist or my, my, my carceral instincts. So I don't know. I feel like the thing that has just struck me about it is like, you know, Bill Cosby is considered like the first big conviction of me too, or whatever. It's like him and Harvey Weinstein are the two big ones from the beginning. And it's like, 
it just shows you how like deep seated, like what Caitlin was talking about, that like our system is so not designed to deal with sexual assault that by the time we got to a place in society where we were like, oh, hey, this guy's raped 50 women. We should do something about that. (laughs) By the time we got there, the seeds had already been planted for him to go free. Wow. Yeah. Like it was so we you can't win because the system is actually so intricately designed to let someone like him go free that by the time we're actually in a place to prosecute this, some dumb idiot who we know is corrupt himself has Mm -hmm. already promised to let him go free. Yeah. And this is it's worth reminding people that um, Bruce Castor was Trump's lawyer. And Trump also is the person who hired Alex Acosta to be what was he department? Was it labor or human services? Labor. 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 And he was the person that gave Jeff Epstein his non-prosecution deal about 12 years before there was another flood of. So I I don't know if that would have. I think that something with that was changed in a way that that wasn't with Cosby. But it's like, like you said, like all the dudes that are the worst ones all seem to get some help along the way. They commit these crimes, they strike a deal behind closed doors. And then when it's finally the chickens come home to roost, it's like, oh, actually, I struck a deal with so and so, my boy, whoever. Right. Who and seven years ago and you can't do shit to me. Yeah. And you didn't even know. We're still figuring out what justice feels like, but this feels distinctly like not it. This is, yeah. this is definitely not it. This is where I'm at right now, which is like, I don't know if carceral is the right answer, but yeah. Letting letting sex offenders walk free <laughs> is not does not feel like yeah. it. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Right like raping, but then it's also like, you know, this is like y'all were saying earlier. It's like when people are like, oh, everyone's so sensitive. You can't even hug anyone anymore. Me too, me too, me too. It's like, what do women really gain from mm-hmm you know, calling someone out like for sexual assault and stuff. And like, you know, all this cancel culture shit like is like bullshit. Like, yeah, there are no consequences every, you know, there are only consequences for black women. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. And women and uh, like, fuck, like, because like Louis CK is still working Aziz Ansari, now he can go, he can sell out things and be like in the background. He still has his Netflix deal. Like all these shitty people still are working and still are making millions of dollars. And Bill Cosby gets to go home to his wife, like in his millions of dollars. As another thing, it's like he built his career atop human suffering in a way that like he literally profited from it. If he had been held accountable, the first time he would yeah. not have ever become Bill mm-hmm. Cosby. Mm-hmm. And so we have to kind of ask ourselves, like, yes, I think it's wrong for us to be like <laughs> cheering an old man dying in jail. Mm-hmm. On the other side, he built an entire career yeah. on literally <laughs> the lives of dozens of women. Mm-hmm. Like they lost their lives in many ways. Their trajectories completely yeah. collapsed or or never manifested. We have no idea who every one of these women could have been yeah. if there had not yeah. been a Bill Cosby. And yet we were now being asked to kind of give him like he's just going to live free. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. 
I wonder, like, I mean, I'm sure people are looking into this, but obviously he's committed so many other crimes. I wonder if they're going to try to begin prosecution on one of these other crimes. I mean, but imagine being a victim who's asked, like, like, you want to testify through that, because it's like, I mean, at this point, the, the what it says to victims is like, yeah, even if he's convicted, you never know. And you could just be slapped in the face one random day with him mm-hmm. being released. I mean, I'm sure they being the victims had more of an eye on what he was up to and mm-hmm. might have known that he was like filing or doing this, but maybe not, you know, maybe they're, you know, Andrea Constant might've just been going about her damn day, trying to live her life, putting that shit behind her. And yeah. then you, she gets the same phone alert that we do. Like that's horrifying. And I don't think it's unusual. And I, I'm obviously not saying this about like every DA and prosecutor, but like I said, like Olivia Benson, like they have motivations that are not always completely aligned with the victims. And I think the victims are watching this happen and seeing like, fuck, like I could have all the information. And I like, you really just are going to, I mean, Andrea Constant went through this twice. She did this with her civil suit and, and her criminal one. And the reason it like got so much, such a reaction is specifically what you said, Kayla, because she and his other victims explained like how this had completely like truncated versions of their lives that like never could have been. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
So let's talk about the reaction, especially of uh, Cosby's former co-star in particular. Immediately after the news broke, Felicia Rashad, who played Cosby's wife in The Cosby Show and its later reboot, she tweeted, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected with a very gentle picture of the elderly Cosby in a hoodie. As you can imagine, people were not happy about this, particularly because Rashad was recently chosen to serve as the dean of Howard University's Fine Arts School. So she tried to clean this up and she tweeted, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and family, personally, not in my experience, personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wish is for healing. Um, it's worth noting this is not the first time Rashad has said she does not believe Cosby's victims. Like so, a football team worth of people. You just you just yes. all think that they all just like came up with it. <laughs> okay. And, yes. And imagine like, the dean of your school um, just said very publicly that they don't believe survivors. So that's the other layer of this. Howard released a statement that Rashad's follow-up tweet did not excuse her initial sensitivity. They were like, glad she said that, but what she said was not acceptable. And they wanted to double down and to promise students that her statement didn't represent the university's view. Yeah, but she on, still has her job. So fuck she it. still has her job. Yeah. And also in 2017, <clears throat> there was, and since then, uh, women have tried to flag Howard University's failure to respond quickly enough to reports of sexual assault. So should she lose her job? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, it is, really inconscionable to have this mentality when you are supposed to be in charge of students at a college, which is a place where, like you were just saying, sexual assault is a huge issue, especially sexual assault of the nature that Bill Cosby committed. Like Bill Cosby drugged women's drinks and had sex with them. That is... And brought them, like, because... For like meeting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. for, for work, it's so networking. Funny. He used again his space to literally pull them into situations where they could not really say no to the drink, say no to the opportunity, say no to being with him, say no to being alone with him. And then mm-hmm. he was able to leverage that to do what he wanted, regardless of who they were or what they wanted out of the experience of getting to meet. Bill Cosby or possibly forward their careers or possibly work with him. Like Andrea Constant worked at Temple. Like she she wasn't there for for that. She was there because she was hoping that the school could benefit from yeah. that alliance. And it it completely upended her life. I mean, how many years of her life went into putting Bill Cosby behind bars for what he did to her? Hmm. And now it's and now Felicia Rasad is going to make that the reality for possibly thousands of Howard students. So good for Howard, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I just would not feel safe. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I obviously I don't know what the like reporting process looks like at Howard, but like, let's say you have to report a star student at the art school that, mm-hmm. you know, Felicia Rashad really likes that maybe mm-hmm. she is, you know, had an, mm-hmm. wh- whatever, you know, like it's known to you that she likes him. I'm not going to feel like this Dean is going to support me in my sexual assault claim, not against anyone, but especially if I'm like, Oh, if she likes the guy, she's not going to listen to me. Yeah. You know, if she's had him in her class or she had him as part of her special working group of whatever, whatever deans do. <laughs> right. 
Oh my God, at least I don't, I don't know what jeans do. I don't know. Oh, this is another thing I want to say that I do want to give, uh, I, I want to send positive energy to Howard Dean because I have seen multiple <laughs> um, news outlets that say Howard Dean <laughs> clarifies comments on sexual no. assault. And I say, I'm sorry to Howard Dean. The The guy that was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He lost an election because he He screamed. I imagine explaining to the children today, like, okay, so this is what lost him an election. And they'd just be like, I'm sorry. Donald Trump has actually, like, thrown a baby. Like, what is happening here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she shouldn't be able to keep her job. But as I am taking this in, I did have the thought that is like what she said is not excusable. But I did have the thought of like, okay, so in the end, Cosby is free and it ends up being like, again, like a black woman who has to pay for this man's sins. She chose to say what she said. And Mm -hmm. it was really she should have known better, especially in her position, even Mm -hmm. if she felt that way, not to say it. Because like you, you do lose your if you work for an institution, like you do lose some rights about what you can say. They can they can fire you. Is there anything to that or does she deserve everything that's coming to her? It's really tough because, you know, like I heard a lot of people I saw on the timeline almost immediately after it happened. And I, I saw it nine minutes after it happened, it popped up on my TL. And then I was following like all the retweet I went through. I was like, quote, tweets. Don't yes. let me down. <laughs> that is the she best thing. Off off yeah. I'm I'm so glad, by the way, that they've given us the quote tweet function because I was up there reading these tweets and the amount of people who were like, girl, this ain't yeah. it. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people were really disappointed in a, in a really sense. I mean, this is like every if you're old enough, she was your mom. Mm-hmm. She was your TV Bill mom. Cosby was your piece of shit dad. I mean, dad. Yeah. And then but then there's no piece of shit dad. Without the mom that enables you, them, the piece of shit, dad. And, and like, let's be honest. Lisa Bonet told us all the way back that Bill Cosby ain't shit. And we, mm-hmm. she ended up being on the outside for a long time. And then, you know, now she's ended up with the best life possible having. Oh, my God. An entirely hot family. How is everybody hot? And then, and then being with Jason Momoa now. And now the, the three of them love each other. Like, mm-hmm. like good for you, girl. You built the best life for you yourself like i admire a hot family all around alicia was on cosby's side the entire time and like to some degree we were like just don't say anything give us plausible deniability i think like the biggest problem that we have is that like her not believing that standard of evidence puts us insane pressure on the school to show that like i mean it's it's gonna be really catastrophic if anything happens and mm-hmm. now, like, she's she's just sitting there being like a walking liability right now. And if anything happens, it's going to be a, a huge story because, yes. oh, remember, Felicia Rashad has now mismanaged this thing where otherwise it might not have been. I mean, or or maybe she'll be super sensitive and want to and want to atone. Like her presence right now is a green light to abusers uh, that like, hey, get- it's great to be a, like, and I just want to point out James Franco also yep, sold yep. yesterday for $2.2 million. Yesterday was so rough. $2.2 million he settled. Yeah. With like, what is it? Like it's multiple victims. In the age of celebrities, actors, teachers decided like, like <laughs> Howard's playing with fire right now. Right. <laughs> they can keep her and I don't want her to like take the blame for that. But at the same time, her calling it 
a miscarriage of justice is a Girl. you know if you said like i'm glad my friend is free and is no longer oppressed by the carceral system i think i wrote yes. that's awkward but we can handle that at least right. it, it's a frame that makes sense but she was like nah he shouldn't have never been on jail right. we're like ah. yeah yeah no i think um Yodoye Travis put it really well, which is, um, but it's like, oh, so y'all are, y'all like, uh, don't believe in the justice system until a rapist goes free. And then it's, you guys need to believe, you guys need to like, believe the justice system. And if the court said he wasn't guilty, then, which is not, the court didn't even say that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that is like a, like, nuanced like conversation that you know the black community has is just like and you know that's why like intersectionality is important because it's like so many people view issues of like oh oh yeah they're keeping a black man down a black man this is like all a conspiracy like the justice system is corrupt and it's like Mm. when do we talk about how many like people abuse black women and like get away with it and face no consequences at all. And yeah, like it's just. Do you think that part of why Cosby's case even got this far in the, to begin with was because so many of his victims were white women. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would have been more black women. If black women have been the, the vanguard of it, I don't think it, it gets the, the level of play. I mean, there's a whole ass serial. They have like, there's a whole true crime series about serial killers who are black who just never get caught because no mm-hmm. one knows this. All their victims are black. So because they don't convict black crimes in the same way. Right. They over police black people. But then actually, when they need to be solving crimes like. Yeah, they don't the, fucking do that. I'm sorry. I talked over you. No, no, no. Sorry. No, the, the point is, is that exactly that, Millie, like it. The whole point is, is that like the policing is not about actually protecting black people. It's about mm-hmm. it's about weaponizing our existence against us. So when people are like, that's why you get like the more conservative side being like, oh, you know, we want more policing. It doesn't come down to we actually want more of the terrible shit. We want like actual crime solving because we are victims of crimes. And I I think that like, you know, Malcolm said it out years ago, you know, all the way back, which is like black women are are the, (laughs) you know, carry the weight of the world on them. And and it worries me that like, yeah, Cosby is is free, you know, but he wouldn't have been put in that situation at all if he mm-hmm. had been attacking exclusively black women. And that's like depressing as fuck. I mean, yeah, I, I wonder, like. Just because of how long it took our Kelly to get like convicted and our Kelly's like gonna hire those lawyers Aaliyah was out in whole like we all watched that happen yeah (laughs) but like but like like the amount of women like talk about trajectories because they were young women and stuff like I just I just think about that you know like Mm -hmm. it's also fucked up y'all yeah So the heartbreaking news that Cosby will live out the rest of his days in peace. I guess that's not heartbreaking. I just was feeling spiteful this morning. Well, yeah, not, of course. no longer has to uh, pay for this this crime in any way, it seems, was compounded by the update that an L.A. judge denied a motion to remove Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, from his role as a conservator of his daughter's $60 million estate. 
So this isn't a response to her. Both of these stories are parallel in a lot of ways because it's like they're not a direct response to the 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 actual problems. They are showing where things get jammed up. So this isn't a direct response to her recent public statement. This is basically she asked, hey, can I, once you add this person uh, to help me manage my money, can you take my debt off immediately? And the judge said no. So two sources close to the singer said that she's going to file that petition to terminate the conservatorship very, very soon. But why do you guys think this pairing of events felt meaningful and felt especially like a blow? I think it just goes back to a lot of what we've been talking about in this episode, which is like you see who the system is built to protect and who the system is built to set free and who the system is built to keep caged and keep under lock, mm-hmm. like and to keep down. And um, it's interesting because obviously Britney Spears is an incredibly we're, we're looking at examples of two incredibly famous True. and powerful people. But it's like those examples tell us so much about what is available to all of us who aren't incredibly like it's really scary to think about Mm -hmm. like, you know, the way that um, a conservatorship can be abused for anyone. And like we're watching it play out with one of the most powerful people in the world and one of the most famous people. But like it has repercussions for all of us. Yes. Right. Who, that's the thing. It's like, who is causing, who could cause more harm in the world right now? Bill Cosby or Britney Spears. If you want to look at detaining people as a way to reduce harm, I mean, Cosby's 82. I I don't know if he still wants, has a motivation to do what he was doing, but like clearly Bill Cosby has done and has the potential to do more harm than Britney Spears, but only one of those people uh, has been deprived most of their rights right, for the past 10 years. Exactly. Like Bill Cosby can spend all his money. He can do whatever he wants. With Buy all, all the quaaludes he wants. I mean, when like he can literally do whatever he wants. He has more freedom than her. I think for me, it was like that audio came out. It's like the audio of Britney Spears, what we talked about last week, the audio coming out and then like hearing that it didn't even matter. It's just like fucking suck. Cause like, she didn't want to like I feel like it was a last ditch effort to like get that and it just didn't work and like yeah. it just sucks you know it's just like not doesn't it's not great like yeah it feels know? bad feels bad like it's like damn you really put your fucking business out there and the business that you didn't even want to share for years because you were so embarrassed and now you did and like it, it did nothing it's such a weird contrast because it's like with the conservatorship, people are, it's like once things are set, it's assumed that it's really, really hard to get people out of them. And like, I, I understand that, but it's like, we just sprung, we, Cosby just got out of jail. None of us were expecting it. Yeah. And, and Brittany has been trying for 13 years to use her credit card and it has not happened for her. To get in her boyfriend's car and like have another kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the other things that links these two stories to me is like, it just shows how much women are expected to like put all their pain and trauma on the line all the time for public consumption, tell everyone about the worst things that have happened to them, rake it all up in hopes of getting justice that doesn't come. That just does like Andrea Constant, like we said, put years of her life on the line to try to get this man put in jail. She does it. She succeeds. And he's released on a technicality. 
Britney Spears clearly wants to be able to live a private life. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly does does not want to be fucking dealing with this. And like she puts that statement out on the line. She puts all this stuff. She says this embarrasses me to talk about and it does nothing. It really comes down to how little autonomy it felt like in some ways, like a lifting of a screen where it was like, you know, we talk all the time about like we live more independent lives and we do in so many ways than our foremothers, like so many women Mm -hmm. are able to live freer now. But that just yesterday was just like a lifting Mm -hmm. of the veil of like not as much as you thought. Mm -hmm. Not as you don't have the freedom that you thought you had. Like any one of these things could pop up. And these are powerful women. Mm-hmm. These are women who are willing to take massive risks. Mm-hmm. And and now you're just looking at it being like, oh, like that was never, that's, I still have so much work to do for our, our daughters coming down the line. Mm-hmm. The next generations of women need to be free so they don't get a news alert on their phone that a famous person who raped dozens of people is not free. One of the great villains of our time, like literally one of the absolute villains. At least he's doing rehab or something like incarcerated, but maybe he needs to be kept away from women like for a little bit and, and also maybe ask questions about why he continues to feel the need to do terrible shit. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Very ragey, very (laughs) ragey. I hope people scream into their pillows today. That is our show. Until the end of Democracy, for Elise Morales, Millie Tamaras, and Caitlin Bird, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this has been The Betches Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.